But this is the thing. Does IU having the AAU program that they have in Indiana, does it take away from Archie's recruiting? You know, did it, instead of, instead of, uh, I'm just saying let's look at I mean we could look at IU players from the past 15 years there hasn't been many well it sounds like the dog ate him (laughs) and then the dog ate him nothing like brownies and peroxide (laughs) to sports and more with HTC tonight uh, it's just teabag. A uh, little thing, trying, guys are busy. Uh, some things that I want to get out there and talk about. So, just me tonight. Uh, for the three-point rundown, we're going to talk about a little bit of baseball. A little MLB baseball. Uh, second thing we're going to talk about is a little bit of the Colts and what their future holds. Um third point we're going to talk about the big three and a little bit of what's going on in the future there with the with the big three and and some things they got going on this weekend so the first point we're going to dive right in and talk a little baseball i know we we hear sports more we don't talk much about baseball but um as i was sitting here this evening watching some sports news and looking at sports on my phone, I, I saw some interesting things coming across my 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 news feeds, and it appears that in St. Louis there was a such thing as a rally cat this evening. Um, turns out St. Louis was trailing Kansas City like five to four, and this cat. Runs out onto the field and causes a big delay when Yachty's up to bat. Uh, so they have a groundskeeper come out, and the groundskeeper is chasing the cat around, gets all the way to the warning track, and um, ends up picking the cat up, running off the field with it. And then Yachty hits a grand slam, gives Cardinals uh 8-5 lead, and they end up winning the game. So, you know, there's a hashtag, rally cat, all this. But um, the thing that I took away from this was the real asshole in this whole thing is the damn cat. If you watch the video, this cat is biting and clawing and just trying to tear this groundskeeper up. Now, granted, you know, cat's probably frightened, doesn't want to be picked up, but at the same time, how the hell did this cat get out on the field? Who knows? Uh, but the, the you know it's trending rally cat all this all that, and, uh, and the big takeaway for me is the cat man. It's tearing this dude up. Like it's not only like like once, twice, three times. Like you could tell this cat is going after the guy. Uh, the guy carrying it off the field, and the dude ends up jumping over. Um, the left field fence, I believe it is, and, and running off into uh, the the exit or whatever to, to get rid of the cat. 
So, the big thing to take away from this is, you know, the rally cat clearly, you know, they're saying gave the Cardinals the edge to to take the Grand Slam and knock off Kansas City. I don't know which team is clearly better at this point in the season, but, um, you know, it, hey, if the Cardinals need a friggin' cat to to rally the troops and, and beat, beat the uh, Royals, hey, whatever it is, it's what it is. Um, but the cat's a real asshole here. Not only does it tearing up the grounds crew, but they gave Yachty enough uh, time or, or mojo, whatever it is, whatever have you, to to be to knock that grand slam and uh, and beat the uh, Royals. So that's uh, that's sports and more talking baseball. Point two. Let's move on to some Colts. Um, Ballard's come out and said that Luck is more than likely going to start the season not on the PUP list. So what that means for the Colts, you know, the like like we've talked about in the past, the first game we have is the L.A. Rams, and if Luck doesn't start that game, it's not going to be that big a deal. And honestly, like if Luck doesn't play the first three games, it's not that big a deal. Um, but Ballard's coming out and saying that Luck's not going to start on the PP list. So what I see in that, Ballard's also not coming out and saying that Luck's going to be healthy. Like, he's just coming out and saying that he's not going to be on the PUP list. So, that's kind of concerning to me um, as a fan. Like, yeah, it's great news that that he's not going to start out on the PUP list. But, he's not exactly saying that he's healthy and he's ready to go. He's ready to start throwing now. Um, so with that being said, there there aren't they aren't exactly given a date for his return. Uh, however, Pagano says that Luck will be out on the field whenever he's cleared and good to go. And so that kind of raised a question to me. Well, who's the backup? And I don't know much about these backups, but Luck's backup, his replacement is Scott Tolzian. Um, don't know anything about this guy. Um, probably need to start looking up a little bit of information on him because like I said you know granted Luck's not going to be on the PUP list but they're not saying that he's going to be starting week one um what would what would make me feel better as a fan and what would bring a little bit more ease to my mind would be Ballard uh coming out and saying listen there's nothing to worry about Luck will start week one. Like, if if I'm the GM, that's kind of the message I want to send to my fan base if he's healthy. Um, so, I don't know. Like, like, it's kind of starting to look like maybe week one or two we might see the Tolzian and not Luck, which it is what it is. We're not going to be hurt a whole lot if that's the case. 
the backups to Tolkien are Stephen Morris and Philip Walker. Uh, I don't know much about either one of those guys, but uh, all I know is let's get Luck healthy and get him back on the field as soon as possible. Um, you know, I, I hate to see this off season be kind of you know long and drug out for for Luck, but. We need to get him healthy. We need to get him back upright. We need to get him throwing the ball. We need to get him back up to weight. We need to get him in football shape. And I'm not. I'm not sure that that sitting him the entire season is the right move. But I do know that if the Colts want to be successful, they have to have him on the field now. If that entails sitting him the first couple of weeks just to double check, you know, make sure that he's healthy, you know, like I said, it, it is what it is. We're not going to be too hurt if he misses the first three, four games. But he needs to get healthy and he needs to get back into football repetitions. He needs to get back on the field. He needs to get back with his teammates as soon as possible. Um, that way we don't kind of throw this whole season away and the more and more I, I see about the Colts the more and more I get excited um, but in the back of my mind I always kind of have that that eerie feeling about what's going on with luck and I'm afraid that if we don't utilize him and, and get the most out of him this year we're going to end up losing him and um I don't think it's going to be a money situation. I don't think it's going to be so much a what, what can we pay him thing because I know we as an organization we're okay paying our quarterback multi-million dollar deals. The problem is going to be does he want to stay and play for an organization that's not going to protect him, not going to build around him. And, you know, you, you kind of have like a, a LeBron James type mentality there. Like, does he want to leave to go play for a better team? And, and I feel like if Indy doesn't start trending upward, we're going to have a bad situation on our hand. Because you know Andrew Luck wants to win a Super Bowl. He, he wants to be considered an elite quarterback, which he will in time. But... The whole controversy with being elite is, does he have the Super Bowls to, can, you know, to show? And I feel like if we don't start doing something in the right direction with Luck and getting him protection and getting him where he needs to be, I don't feel like we're going to have the success that we've had in the past. And so I feel like this is a pivotal year for, for the Colts. We need to get luck on the field, and we need to be productive, and we need to be successful, and we need to make a deep playoff run. And not only for you know me as a fan, not only like, hey, I want to see my team in the playoffs, but just thinking for the future. If we're not a playoff contender, and we're not continuously growing and, and making a better product to put out on the field for him, Will Luck want to stay? And 
granted, you know, money speaks volumes, but there's a lot of teams out there right now that would pay good money for luck and could luck could be the missing link, the missing piece that could turn their team into a, a Super Bowl contender. And that's where I start to kind of draw concern. That's where I kind of get get nervous because you know, it's it's not the same mindset as it was back in the day. Like you get drafted by this team, the city loves you, you want to stay and play for them. That's not the case anymore. The 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 big thing is, I want to go and I want to win, and that's the mindset you have to have as as a as a competitor. And I would one hundred percent respect Luck's decision to leave if we can't put a winning team around him. And you know, we went from having you know one of the greatest quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, to another great quarterback, Andrew Luck, and I feel like we've digressed. Um, with the talent that we're putting around him. So, in my opinion, long story short, Luck has to get back on the field this year for the sake of the Colts, for the future of Andrew and Indy. And we have to produce a product. We have to put a team out there around him that's going to, one, protect him, two, let him showcase his talents, and three, win football games. Those are the things that have to be done this year. And I think if we sit luck all year, we're going to get further and further away from what we need. And, you know, that's another year of T.Y. Hilton. That's another year of uh, Moncrief. That's another year of everyone's prime that we have, all the talent that we have. That's another year wasted. And, you know, you could say, well, what's one year? No, that's... In football years, one year is a long time. In football years, one season is a long time. So to waste that season of top talent, you know, not to mention our defensive talent that we've we've added, not to mention, you know, granted it's not the most talented offensive line I've ever seen, but it's still an offensive line that is able to have consistency, continuity, and we're we're getting to where we need to be. So with that being said, I, I don't want to see another year of prime talent wasted with just sitting luck because he needs to recover and get to where he needs to be. If he's healthy, I say we get him on the field. We get him out there, and he does his job. As long as he's winning, he's having fun, he's he's content. As long as we continue to grow and put people around him, he'll want to stay. If we come to luck in week three and he's able to go and we say, you know what, Let, let's go ahead and sit you and get you 100 absolutely percent back. Let, let's sit you out for the rest of the season. We'll get you a good draft pick. And we'll go from there. I think you start to eat at his ego. You eat at his mentality. And he will start to grow apart from the fan base. He'll start to grow apart from his teammates. And he'll start to grow apart from the game of football. And that's not what we want. I mean, if he had a season-ending injury, that would be a different story. Um, But if he's healthy, 
we get him back on the on the field. End of story. Let's move forward. You know, if it's one, two, three weeks that he sits out, it is what it is. If he's back week one, great. Let's keep it moving. Um, let's win some fo- football games. <laughs> moving on to point three. <clears throat> uh, the big three. The big three v BBB. So the big big three and big baller brand. They've kind of had a little bit of an outs, you know. Uh, Ice Cube called out LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball kind of called out Ice Cube. But it turns out this Sunday, LeVar Ball will be able to finally put his money where his mouth is. At the Staples Center, Ice Cube has invited LeVar Ball and his entire AAU team to come to the games at the Staples Center. And LeVar and Ice Cube will have a shooting competition uh, for the first one to hit the four-point shot. Now, if Ice Cube loses, he's promised to buy his AAU team, uh, LeVar Ball's <coughs> AAU team, the the Big Baller brand shoes, which is an estimated cost of about $7,000. Um, we've seen the mo- social media videos of Ice Cube calling out LeVar and then LeVar supposedly hitting the shot, um, but you don't ever see that on camera. So, <laughs> this is a publicity stunt for the the big three. Now, I watched... <clears throat> Excuse me. I watched the big three Monday night when they had their Lexington um, games, and I'm gonna be honest. I only watched one and a half, maybe two games. Um, it wasn't because it wasn't entertaining. I liked it. It, it was good. Um, it was fun to watch. Uh, the the thing that I was worried about didn't happen. You know, I was I was kind of concerned about them panning away at commercials and breaks and all that. So I, I liked it. The it was a good product on TV. It was good entertainment. Um, the game that <clears throat> I fully watched was Stephen Jackson's team. Um, I think it was uh, Three's Company playing against Killer Threes or something. Those were the two teams, maybe. Um, and it was a back and forth game that went pretty much all the way down to the wire and it was for playoff contention I mean there was a lot on the line there was a lot of emotion in the game um, so I liked it I mean it was it was good quality entertainment uh, you know looked like a decent sized crowd but the thing that I didn't like was the referees and in a three on three competition like that I feel like the referees play quite a role and what I mean by that is there's a lot of one on one backing down and you know kind of contact in a three on three um basketball game now I, I know what I know what um, Ice Cube's going for here. He's going for the 
backyard, the you know the park game atmosphere, and you get that. But the part I didn't like was within the same possession. I watched a guy completely back down a guy half his size, backed him down into the paint, and went to make a move, and the guy half his size put a, like, I'm talking, the dude was like shoulder nudging this dude down into the paint, got him down in the paint, went to make his move, couldn't make his move the first time, dropped his shoulder, laid it into him, went up for the basket, the guy that was shorter than him, who was getting all kinds of contact, ended up putting his flat palm on the ball and blocking a shot and the ref called a foul and the dude went to the line and hit a free throw which was worth like two points like okay bad officiating in my opinion because if you're gonna let the dude drop a shoulder nudge him down nudge him down back him down back him down make his move can't get it and then you call a foul which was not a foul and even if it was a foul, like, compared to the, the the backing down, all the movements that happened prior to, like, the offensive foul going into that, and then the dude makes a great defensive play, and then you're going to penalize him, end up giving him a free throw that could win the game. That's kind of why I say that the refs kind of... You know, it was one game I watched. But the refs kind of ruined that for me. And the fact of if they're going to call it tight, that's fine. Call it tight. Call it, you know, 100% the same way. But when you make a call like that and you put a dude on the free throw line and he's able to hit one shot that's going to give him two points to win the game, or, yeah, I think it was pretty close to winning the game. That that's a big deal. That like a lot of people don't like that. Uh, you know, like you know, it, it, uh, officiating is part of the game. It, it is what it is. But that's that's a tough call to make, and I don't feel like you know if you're really wanting the whole backyard park feel to it, the the refs have kind of got to be there just to. Just to kind of, you know, keep the flow of the game going. And, you know, if you want to make it legit, hey, let let, let the, the guys make their own calls or something. I don't know. But if the refs are going to make the calls, you have to be consistent. And you have to know the rules. And you have to, you have to keep it consistent. And you have to keep it honest. And I felt like... That one game that I watched, the rep did them a disservice and ended up costing them a playoff spot. So that was my rant for the big three. Back to uh, LeVar Ball. Like I said, it was it's a good it's a good product. I liked watching it, but this is one hundred percent Ice Cube. Doing a promotional stunt <clears throat> to get more viewers. Um, he's gathering not only the the young high school audience because of the AAU circuit. 
you know, he's he's getting these AAU kids involved and everyone that's following this AAU crowd, even as, you know, as young as elementary school kids that are watching these AAU players that they look up to and idolize. So kudos to that. You're bringing in a crowd that is maybe not watching your your product or, or uh, has any idea what's going on with what you're doing with the big three. So kudos there. That's a that's a big get for you. Um, that crowd. It's a big crowd. The AAU season has just wrapped up. So these kids need some basketball to watch. So good move on you, Ice Cube, to get the, that crowd in. But this is where he's genius. Not only is he getting that crowd, he's also getting the college crowd. And the reason he's getting the college crowd is because everyone that knows who uh, LaMelo Ball is, everyone that knows who uh, LaVar, um, Lonzo, any of those guys, they, they follow college basketball, they know who... LeVar Ball is and as much of a shit show as he is every college basketball fan still knows who he is they still follow him on Twitter or you know it's trending whatever it pops up right now we're in the dead period of basketball where there's no basketball being played you see this on your Twitter feed you're like huh maybe I'll tune in Monday let's see what LeVar Ball can do you know dude won't shut his mouth all the haters are gonna come and watch. So there you go. There's second type of demographic that you're that you're targeting to. The college basketball crowd. The one that they're true, pure basketball fans, but they're gonna turn in tune into this because they want to see LeVar Ball make an ass of himself. That's the second demographic that he's targeting. Applaud you for that. Great marketing. Third marketing crowd he's getting is the NBA fans. Because now we have uh, Lonzo, who has gone and done summer league stuff and summer league MVP and this and that and all the stuff. He's living up to the hype that his dad's built for him. So now those fans are going to tune in for another reason. NBA's over. So they're going to tune in because of knowing who Lonzo Ball is, knowing who LeVar Ball is. And they're going to tune in to watch us just because to see if Lonzo's dad's going to make an ass of himself again. So this is a marketing, this is marketing genius right here. Why would Ice Cube not plug this? Why would he, like that that just shows what a great businessman Ice Cube is. Like let's pick the most popular family really is what he did that's out there making a name for themselves and let's bring him into our sport and I'm going to call him out and okay I know I'm going to tune in Monday to see if LeVar Ball or Ice Cube hits the first shot you know I mean it's something that's entertainment it's, it's reality TV it's what this generation what we strive for like this is what entertainment is now so why not tune in and watch it? I mean, in my opinion, if LeVar Ball goes out there and completely airballs and makes a fool of himself, that's great 
entertainment. It goes back. I, I mean, just thinking about it, if he does that, what will what will the the critics say about him? You know, it's like what kind of things will be said if the guy that claims that he can beat Michael Jordan, the guy that claims he can beat Charles Barkley, the guy that claims he can beat Shaquille O'Neal or, or whomever else it is, goes out there and, and he just makes a fool of himself. Like, how funny is that going to be? On the flip side of that, Duke goes out there and drains it, you know, hits the shot, maybe on the second time, third time. You know, you kind of start to, huh, all right, maybe the dude's got a shot. So it's something that's going to be kind of entertainment value. It's something that we're going to look at and... I know I'm going to be tuned in and watching it. I know the other guys, they'll probably at least catch the highlights of it. Um, But it's entertainment, man. And that's what we're looking for, especially this time of the year. We've got baseball going on. Um, We've got preseason football going on. We're just, you know, stretching and stretching and stretching for some sports action. And... You know, maybe this is the kind of publicity that this big three needs to <clears throat> get validated. You know, I mean, like I said, I watched it for the first time last weekend. I, I like the product that I saw. I'm pretty sure this is at least, if not the playoffs, it's another. I think it is the playoffs, to be honest. I, but I haven't followed it that much to know. But if it's a playoff stretch, you know, I mean, that's everybody's going to be you know, ripping and tearing for the for the playoff and you know, these guys are gonna wanna win. And, you know, push comes to shove, these dudes are competitors, they're professional athletes, they want to win and they're gonna do what they can to to win this championship. And I Ice Cube brilliant move on your part and you know, I, I really I hope you win. <laughs> I hope you if if it comes down to to you versus Lavar. I hope you win and I hope uh we can shut him up. And I don't know. That's all I got to say about the big the big 3 versus the BBB and uh I, like I said, I, I like what the big three's doing, and it gives you something to follow during the summer. And I hope they keep it up. It's it's entertaining, and maybe get a little bit better refs out there. Um, but at the same time, it's their first year, learning curve. I get it. So final thought going into this. Uh, this is my first podcast I've ever done by myself. I uh, really miss the guys, you know, kind of bouncing those ideas off off of them and hearing their feedback. Um, but listen, man, it's busy time. Perk's planning a wedding. RP3's got his own stuff going on. Uh, Cap's got his stuff going on. And Hilly's got his, his own stuff going on. And I've yet to go back to work until Monday. So I thought I'd jump on here and do another podcast. So, final thought is um, I miss those guys, and 
it's it's not as fun doing a podcast by yourself um but it but it's still cool to get your opinions out there and i hope you guys like it uh give me some feedback comment back you know i, I love the rebutting back and forth i love the the guys giving me a hard time when i'm saying something stupid so uh, give me some you know send me some comments on uh facebook twitter instagram uh, whatever it's uh, at tbag72684 on Twitter. At, on Facebook, you can find us under uh, Sports and More. And um, we have the uh, Twitter account for the Sports and More. It's uh, Sports at Sports More WHTC. Then we're also on Instagram. We don't post a whole lot on Instagram, but we are still there. And, you know, look us up, find us, and we're also Sports and More WHTC1 on Instagram. Uh, follow us, leave us some comments, some feedback. If you have something to say about something I said, hey, give me some feedback on that, and uh, I, I'll give you, I'll comment back and uh, give you some feedback. Been teabag for sports and more.